Do you do a lot of work on Facebook as well? You talk about PPC. Where do you find you're having a lot of success with paid advertising? I see a lot of success in Facebook and PPC. Now with Facebook, I see a lot of success with their uh, chatbot features. I don't like to really call it chatbot, but it's like a messenger automated system where the open rates are much greater than the email market. Welcome to the Brand Dome Zone, where we talk about everything marketing, everything sales, scaling your business with your host, Brandon C, digital marketing expert. Yeah, let's get into it. Woo! Today, I'm excited to welcome Brandon C to the show. Brandon is the CEO of Sharpen Clicks, a digital marketing agency in Tennessee that specializes in SEO and SEM. And we're going to be talking about that in more detail on today's show. He's also on all the social media channels, including Instagram at Coach C. That's S-E-A-Y. He's on Facebook at Sharpen Clicks, and his website is sharpenclicks.com. And I'll have all those in the show notes. Welcome to the Virtual CMO Podcast. So glad you could join us today. Eric, thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege and an honor to be on here today. I'm looking forward to our discussion. I think for our audience, I'd love for you to share a little bit of background about yourself and where you are today with your business. Yes, yes. Well, my name is Brandon C. I'm from Tennessee. I'm a digital marketer here in Nashville. I do a lot of national marketing as well, specifically in SEO and SEM. What got me into this, I was in the music industry for a long time, and I started doing my own videos, knowing I needed to promote myself, and word got around the community that I was good at social media, and so I started helping out family, friends, and uh, other people like that in my close circle with their social media accounts, and then I realized, well, this could be a good business for me to get into. Right. I'm already doing videos and uh, putting putting uh, social media content out there and needing to get ranked on Google and things like that. So I just invested a lot into my education. And now I'm the owner of Sharp and Clicks Digital Marketing. So that pretty much wraps me up in a nutshell. So do you still do music? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I'm focused on my business with uh, the digital marketing. I realize I can't spread myself too thin these days, but that's how it all began. And I, I mean, I started, I'm 32 right now. I started music when I was about 16, all the way up till I was about 25. So it was a long journey. So yeah, I didn't want to spread myself too thin. I wanted to focus on my business. I recently, well, not recently anymore, but two years ago had gotten married. And so now I'm thinking about a family, my business and growing something that is scalable. Nashville's a, a huge music scene, right? For country music. Do you focus your business specifically on the music industry? Do you try to go after other artists or do you have a pretty broad business? Yeah, right now I don't go after artists. I have managed artists before. Now I look at more coaching local businesses, people that, that are looking to start some kind of a coaching program. I specialize in that and also like HVAC companies, chiropractors, and things like that locally. So, yeah, it's a good music scene. It's a big music scene out here in Nashville. And so uh, shout out to everyone doing the marketing thing here in Nashville for our artists. 
but yeah, it is it is a great opportunity here in Nashville to market artists or manage artists. How do you look at it? It's the same thing. <laughs> but so when people come to you and they say, "Hey, Brandon, I I need your help." What are typically some of the things that you see that they're doing wrong? Where are they stumbling? Where have they gotten to that made them feel this is a time I need to go get some professional help? Yes, that's a great question. And I could sit here and talk to you for a whole hour about this, but I'll hit on some hot spots that I've noticed. I don't really take a cookie cutter approach, but the main thing I see is people getting in their own way. People feel like they have the formula or the know-how of the the marketing strategies that they need to do. So I could go in and say, I'm focusing on brand building, and they're not really seeing conversions at that time. And I'm letting them know that, look, we need to go after this right now. It's okay. And a week later, I could see them going into their account, maybe trying to change some things up or not really agreeing with uh, my expertise. So a lot of people get in their own way. Uh, A lot of people aren't patient. They don't really understand a marketer's job is to build a brand. What we're trying to do is build up their audience. That way they'll have more eyes constantly with different remarketing strategy targeted at their offer. So a lot of people get in their own way when it comes to building a brand or seeking those conversions. So, Do you see a lot of impatience I mean, as marketers, we know it takes time, right? It takes constant effort where you're putting out quality content, you're increasing your visibility, you're just being persistent at your program. And I think a lot of people, they do a few things and they expect instantaneous results and that just doesn't happen. Do you see that a lot with your clients? Most definitely, most definitely. But I have some good clients. I don't want to talk (laughs) bad about a lot of my clients. I have some good clients that they understand that they want their following up. They want their uh, brand to be recognized, build more awareness. And so I see a lot of good things happening for those people in particular that understand the importance of patience and building that brand over time. So that that's the long game. You want to look at the long-term game. And I mean, we can get conversions. It's, it's just about your budget. They don't really understand that PPC ads, it's a little expensive to get on there and you're going to spend a little bit of uh, a hefty amount of budget, but th- there's a good return in that. So it just depends on people's budget mindset, uh, what they're trying to do. Do you do a lot of work on Facebook as well? You talk about PPC. Where do you find you're having a lot of success with paid advertising? I see a lot of success in Facebook and PPC. Now with Facebook, I see a lot of success with their uh, chatbot features. I don't like to really call it chatbot, but it's like a messenger automated system where the open rates are much greater than the email marketing process. So the open rates for the messenger system with Facebook is about 85%, just to put it in perspective. And email is about 15% open rate. And so you're able to communicate better with uh, potential prospects through messenger on Facebook and build that brand and slowly build up that consideration in that consideration phase. And you'll see a lot of conversions after a while through that. So you'll see a lot of marketers, advanced marketers on Facebook right now using the Messenger feature, 
which is a game changer. So if anyone's looking into Facebook, I suggest looking into mini chat with the messages feature. I see a lot of success with that. And of course, PPC, Google, having a good advertising agency, working your Google account, making sure you're in the one, two, three positions, as well as now they have Google My Business. You want to get in a good position in that as well with your marketing spend. You've opened up the door on a couple of things here. I want to drill down just a little bit more into what you were saying about Facebook Messenger, because I do believe that a lot of businesses don't even understand what you can do there. Deconstruct that a little bit for me. Your business, you've got your own business page on Facebook. How then do you take advantage of Messenger within that business page? Well, it's awesome because what you're initially trying to do is just to have that person click get started or start now or press yes. Because as soon as they you give them options within the Messenger, as soon as they press yes, you you captured them as a subscriber right then and there. So you're able to remarket to them, send them broadcast, and you want to make it valuable. If you're having like a, I don't know, let's use e-commerce, for example, uh, a 10%, 15% off coupon or something, send it to them personally through that messenger and you you'll see a lot of results and you can even capture emails through the messenger however you want to use that but basically it's just building up subscribers and being creative with that process how you want to use that just like a drip campaign with emails just however you want to be creative with the subscriber base that you gather over time and again the open rate is just way greater than email But just to be clear for people who haven't experienced that yet, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's connecting to you, a real live person as a business owner. It's connecting to an AI, a chat bot really to collect some information. Exactly. And you have the power to go in there and lead the buyer through a journey. So you, it's really like a map out process. So you can say, do you want to the 15% off coupon? Yes or no. If they press yes, great. We're going to send you over this coupon. Just put your email here and you'll receive the coupon or you can do the coupon right then and there. However you want to do it. Basically just saying you lead them through an entire journey. They can unsubscribe if they want to by pressing stop and just be creative. That's where you have to really think about the psychology of sales when you're setting up these mini chat flows. So basically it is AI automated marketing but you have a control to lead them into the funnel in the direction you want them to go these platforms are expanding so rapidly in terms of the capabilities and what they're offering businesses it's hard to keep on top of it all because this is one of the things that i tell a lot of my clients is that sure you can do a lot of this on your own but there is so much capability that's being released all the time and some of this as you mentioned is game changing and having Somebody on your team from an agency, from an outside uh, expertise perspective can really help you leverage some of these tools and get the maximum value out of them. Most definitely. And just to add, you can run these messenger ads, which is amazing. I've seen a lot of success with that is you just like go just like you run a regular ad, go to Facebook Business Manager and there's an option for a messenger ad. And so you'll be able to run an ad to your targeted audience and lead them through this 
entire sales funnel through the messenger. You've gathered that uh, client, that customer, that prospect, that lead. You've gathered that information. That way the uh, ad doesn't really go in vain. You, you really have them in your, in your, on your list, basically, through Facebook Messenger. And you talked a little bit about the PPC, Google AdWords. Google, it's getting expensive. I've seen a lot of clients spend way too much money because they don't take the time to monitor what's working and what's not. And if the clicks that they're getting are actually the kinds of clicks that they want. So talk to me a little bit about how you work with clients on a strategy for certain keywords. All right. Well, first of all, I have to make sure they have clear conversion goals set up in their account. Those conversion goals are crucial. That way you'll have a roadmap. It'll tell you when to turn left, when to turn right, what's working, what's not working as far as keywords go. And so the ones you want to bid on is you want to do a lot of competitive research in your industry. You want to go ahead and go to Google, uh, type in a keyword that you may want to bid for like a chiropractor near me and see who's in the top three. See who's there. I use a tool called SpyFu, spyfu.com. And that way I can go in there and see which keywords all three of my competitors have in common. I most definitely want to bid for those. And also the keywords that they don't have in common that they're bidding for as well. And so I just want to make sure that my bid is correct, outbid them. I want to make sure I'm doing some unique things with my ad. I know they have like extensions now, site links and things like that. It's all about the messaging on the ad, really, really thinking about the copy on the ad and make sure everything's congruent from the copy in the ad to the landing page and make sure the landing page has a clear call to action. I see a lot of people sending people right to their website and that that's really not uh, good for your quality score with Google, which will increase your cost per click. So it, it's really just about knowing the platform knowing what what works and what doesn't work. And it's a lot to it. It's a lot to it, Eric. And there's a lot of experimentation, think, right? You have to play yeah. around and see what works and change it. And yeah. I, I see such a problem with so many businesses where they put a strategy in place and then they just set it aside and it's just running in the background. Yeah. But they're not really playing around with it to see if they could increase their conversion rate or change the text or change their landing yeah. page or whatever. Yeah, so all about A-B testing, and some people A-B test wrong. They'll have like 19 different <laughs> ads, and that's just too much to really have a control and different variables. You just want to test a few at a time, not really test 19 or 20 of them at one time, and see what's working from there and try to beat that control each time over time. So it's just like a science experiment, and it, it's, Absolutely. it's a lot to it, making sure you're Google Tag Manager is correct. Your Google Analytics, learning how to read that data with the bounce rates and different demographics and placements and devices people are using and increasing your bid and optimizing for certain data that you're getting. It's just a lot to it, but it's easy if you sit down and really learn, learn how to do it or have a professional that knows what they're doing. 
Now, are you doing a lot with the non-paid channels too, putting content out on Instagram and LinkedIn and, and Facebook? You know, what's funny is being more seasoned right now as a marketer, I used to overlook that and try to do all the advanced techie stuff, but having posting your content on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, that's one of the most crucial things you can do as far as brand building. Uh, people are going to look you up. People are going to do their research on you. And so you want to have uh, a good brand present on, presence on your pages. So if you can post every day, post every day, but really make a schedule for when you're going to post content and, and things like that. So yeah, yeah, posting is very important. Posting, building your brand is is very important. One of the things that I think is interesting that you brought up there is there is this visibility aspect to it. And if you're a person who uses Facebook stories as an example, you'll get a message from Facebook and they'll say this person and that person and and whoever has viewed your story, but they might not have any interaction with it. They might not cheer it or make a comment or something, but they viewed it. And I think that's one thing that gets overlooked by a lot of people is just because somebody didn't write a comment or give you a thumbs up doesn't mean your post isn't being seen and registering with people. It's just that they don't always choose to interact with it. So being consistent and putting that information out there on a regular basis really does a lot to improve your visibility, even though you might not have specific metrics that show that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And what I've noticed, just uh, so people can be aware of, when you first start posting, you'll start getting a lot of likes, comments, maybe from uh, your immediate circle or something like that. I don't know. But after a while, it'll start going down where, you know, you're not seeing that engagement like you used to see. But eventually, if you keep posting, stay consistent, you'll see new people, new likes, new comments, and it just starts going up. So you'll see an upward spike, a dip, and then a huge upward spike. So that's what I've noticed over time, just the inside tip. Well, no, that's good. I think that's really important to share, you know, what you've learned. I also yeah. see that you have to mix it up a little bit. So uh, we're both podcasters. So sometimes when I put a message out on podcast, it'll just be, here's my guest. Here's a picture of that guest. Maybe the next time I'll put an audio soundbite out. Maybe the next time I'll put a little video clip out, but mix it up. So it's not always the same piece of content over and over again, because people can start to ignore that if they see something that looks repetitive and, and doesn't have any differentiation between what you've posted before. Exactly. And the good thing is to make shareable content, something that's shareable that people would want to show their audience as well. That's another inside tip as well. Just something shareable, something that's motivational, inspiring, that someone would want someone else to see. That's a good way to build your audience up as well. Marketing is the engine that drives demand, but too often it takes a backseat to other priorities. Awareness fails to materialize, demand drops, and sales falter. Don't wait until it's too late to build your brand awareness and demand generation programs. If your company is struggling with their marketing strategy, we want to help. Let's schedule a call to talk about your unique situation and what options might be available to get your marketing program back on track. To learn more, text CMO to 
4074-374-3740. That's CMO to 407-374-3670 and we'll reply with further details. We hope to hear from you soon. Now, I know I, I see you all the time in my feed on LinkedIn. You've been doing a lot with video recently. How has the success been with posting videos to LinkedIn? Yeah, I, I get that from my mentor, Gary V. I look up to Gary V uh, with some of his marketing tactics. I know my wife doesn't really like me playing it in the car because he's like dropping these bombs. All right, bomb. right. Like, but, you know, I, I kind of weed that out, whatever. But... <laughs> Yeah, posting video content is the way to go. It's just you get more engagement. Video is really 2020 marketing. If you know, that's that's just you know, the best you can do is video right now. So, I just feel like the best you can do is if the, if the best you can do is video, I want to do the best I can do. I really would like to pull out my camera. I have a DS LR camera that's coming soon right now I'm just using good lighting and a webcam but I just try to be the best or do the best I can with what resources I have so yeah people can get crazy you know I'm a tech guy I love to buy new stuff uh, and you can go crazy buying all these different tools and accessories but the reality is I see a lot of people being very successful filming things with their iPhone and posting it online mm -hmm. you don't have to be very fancy about it it's just you've got to be consistent you've got to be real if it's just self promotional that gets old very quickly i think for a yeah. lot of people i think you've got to be adding value and people will be supportive of what you're doing if that involves a little bit of self-promotion as part of the adding value, that's fine. People will be supportive of that. But if it's just patting yourself on the back all the time, that doesn't resonate with people. Yeah, adding value, just to piggyback on that, is is very important. I mean, whatever you can give away, give it away. Don't, don't you know, feel like, oh, they're going to steal my stuff or they're, they're going to build a business off of the information I'm giving. But you have to give value. That's enough. That's goes back to shareable content. Uh, people want to share value, anything valuable to their life, anything that can help them out. That That's very important, a very important aspect of, of marketing. I completely agree. You know, we're living in a crazy time. This is 2020. We've had COVID around since the beginning of the year. Then we switched into the protest movement, and that's been disruptive, but it's also opened up a lot of conversation. We just happened to be recording this podcast on, on Juneteenth, the celebration. And I'm curious, you know, you're a small independent business owner. You're out there trying to add value to your clients. How do you see things changing? Yes. Well, also I, I'm a African-American business owner as well with all this stuff going on. It, it's, it's, it's a crazy time we're living in. You know, I have a lot of Christian values. I believe that, you know, there it's a storm out here, but I just feel that God is covering me right now as one of his children, not to be, you know, too worried or concerned or fearful or anything like that. But but let's let's just talk about what's going on right now. It's opening a lot of eyes, a lot of built up pressure. It seems like it's getting released. It's 
it's a lot going on. I'm just curious to see the end game. I don't know. Like we look in history. I mean, things change for the better over time. And that's another thing going back to my Christian values. I know that there's something good on the other side of all this. I know that through all the pain, hurt, crying out, looting or whatever, there's something bright and shiny on the other end of what's going on right now. A lot of Things are in work. A lot of things are changing. I found out I'm going to be a dad last week. Like, That's so excited. Changed. Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's just a time of change, transition going on. And so I can't really speak too much on it. It's a lot of processing going on. I just know that people need to have love in their heart through all this and really, really try to figure out where their hope and faith is because I mean, it's a crazy time. It's a crazy time and you have to have something to hold on to and a guide. Um, and I suggest that it be positive. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, we've had so many horrific accidents or incidents happen over the years and people seem to get riled up for a moment and then it fades away. This feels a little different. Does it feel different it to you too? It does because it's all built up from the different, like, I don't want to butcher anyone's name, Philando Castile and Eric Gardner. And I mean, it's all like a trickle down. It all has to do with everything. This has to do with everything. And so it's like a lot of built up pressure, a lot of different opinions and social media is just making everything visible for people to see and, I, I don't think anything's going to get solved with one side saying, oh, don't have the victim mentality. And the other side talking about, you know, we were oppressed for this long and they're not just seeing it. They're not seeing eye to eye. It's not going to work. That's why there needs to be a guide, a mediator. And I depend on God and the Lord <laughs> for everything. Like I'm I'm deep into my religion and my spirituality. I, I do preaching as well at the East Side Church of Christ here in Nashville. So that's just what I hold on to. It's really been life changing for me. And I I try to look at everything with a, with a spiritual eye. So it's really hard for me to, you know, get involved, I guess you would say. But I feel like you know, Juneteenth, I'm still processing the date because it's new. People are talking about it. I've right. heard about it a couple, you know, vaguely, but now it's really getting exposed. And so now I'm like, we're celebrating being free from slavery. I'm mad we were ever in slavery. So Absolutely. <laughs> I'm still I'm still trying to process, you know, the celebration. But I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. It's a lot of relearning it's a lot of uh listening that we have to do it's a lot of empathy that we have to uh, really listen to everybody's side and not you know be quick to anger or quick to speak we have to really listen right now and process that, that's my advice <laughs> no i really appreciate you sharing that because i i think the same holds true for me it's, it's about listening it's about trying to understand some things that maybe i haven't given enough thought to in the past and you know i was like you i didn't fully understand the ramifications of what juneteenth was even all about it's not something that has been a topic of conversation around the dinner table yeah. for most americans and i think 
this has opened up our eyes to a lot of things. And most importantly, it's gotten a dialogue going. And I just hope that we can all listen, understand what's going on out there and make some positive changes. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see how it goes, man. I'm just holding on to the Lord, bro. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yes, that's, and I can yes, tell sir. you got a little preacher in you. I, I picked yeah. that up right away. Right uh, away. Yeah, you get on this topic, it has to come out because that's the only way I can look at it, man. Yeah. That's the only way. So I want to hear about the Brand On Zone. So you've got your own podcast. I love the name. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what you try to focus on with your podcast. Well, the Brand On Zone is really about branding. I try to make a twist on my name, a spin on my name, Brandon, the brand on. It's about marketing, advertising. Also, I want to make awareness uh, about certain industries that we may not really focus on, like real estate investing, stock market, and things like that, because you can make money all day marketing, but what are you doing with your money? How are you building wealth? And so basically I, I talk about a lot of wealth building tools right now. I try to keep my audience broad. I don't, I don't really want to niche down too much like, but I love niche down podcasts such as the search, the search something podcast. I don't know, but I, I listen to a lot of PPC podcasts, yep. a Facebook particular podcast. And so I suggest anyone wanting to learn more about mini chat or Facebook or PPC listening to one of those specific podcasts, but mine is more about strategies broadly. It could be any channel. I, you know, I have an Instagram show on my podcast. I have a, what, what's another one I did? Just a mindset one, making, getting goals. What's your purpose? Uh, things like that kind of broad that people enjoy listening to. So have you done any yeah. live Facebook lives or Instagram lives? Have you tried that? Oh, yeah. I, I go live on mine every time. Oh, that's great. Every time. Yep. That's yep. great. It's, yep. So tune in the Brand On Zone. Brand On Zone. You heard it right here. Definitely worth checking out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. It's there. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's it. Hey, Brandon, this has been a great discussion. Just tell the audience where they can get a hold of you. Yes. Uh, well, you can uh, look me up. On at sharpenclicks.com. That's like sharpening a pencil, sharpenclicks.com. And right now I want to promote my TikTok. It's at success with Brandon. I suggest everyone get on TikTok as well. <laughs> I will have those in the show notes as well so everybody can find them there. And I really appreciate your time today being on the podcast. I think this has been a very thoughtful discussion. And uh, I look forward to seeing more of your great content out there. Appreciate it, Eric. Thanks for having me on. That wraps up another episode of the Virtual CMO Podcast. As a reminder, if you'd like to learn more about Virtual CMO, Strategic Marketing Consulting Services, or anything else discussed here today, please visit us at 5echelon.com. There's a link in the show notes if you'd like to send us comments, feedback, guest inquiries, and your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts are always appreciated. If you'd like to reach me, I'm at E. Dickman, that's E-D-I-C-K-M-A-N-N on Twitter. If you'd like to connect on LinkedIn, please let me know you heard about me through the Virtual CMO Podcast. I look forward to talking with you again next week and sharing some new marketing insights on the Virtual CMO. Virtual CMO.